Welcome to What's Left to Do. I'm your host, Janelle. This week, I have the pleasure of presenting my interview with Brother Brett, <laughs> esteemed writer and general ballbuster. Though he's firmly on the left or progressive side of things now, you will clutch your pearls to hear how ridiculously right-wing he used to be. Oh, thank God people have the ability to change. countrymen, women, and siblings. What are we doing today? We are interviewing Brother Brett, the Brett Wilkins, on today. This is going to get real dumb, and Brett 100% doesn't have time for my bullshit, but that's exactly what I'm on today. Brett, the writer's writer. The man who will join your political group and come for the man that it's named after, which is necessary, don't let us forget. We can't, we can't take our foot off the gas being honest about what it is and what it ain't. Brett Wilkins. We're about to get into a real dumb pop quiz that I thought of before you got over here, but I'm just going to let him say hi to everyone. What's up, Brett? Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me here, Janelle. <laughs> Thank you for coming over. Okay, here's before we get into his story, Brett is like one of a handful of black men in the city that like, I know and like one that I fuck with ideologically or politically. So I'm like a kid in a candy store right now. So pop quiz, <clears throat> because uh, because I'm just over the moon to know another black person in this city, extremely white city of San Francisco. Pop quiz. Am I tempted approximately every 24 hours to a just text him a wall of black power fist emojis? B, I don't know, bake a, cor- bake a pan of cornbread and just drop it off where he lives. Don't even know where that is. Or C, do I want to insist on a call and response a la Bernie Mac via uh, text every, approximately every 24 hours, wherein you're going to say, who's the man? Go ahead. Who's the man? Okay, no, say it like you mean it. Who's the man? You the man, <laughs> strong, healthy, black. I guess it's approximately. C. It's all of the above. What are you saying? <laughs> yes, I want to just. I want to make a gift of myself doing the nod just to send to you to say good morning. I want the black power fist. I want call and response. I want a black ass situation with you. But that's you could you could hold the cornbread. I'm gluten free now. <laughs> <laughs> He's what we call a new black. He 100 did not plan on a wild black. That would be me entering his life in the year 2021 but that's exactly what happened that is absolutely, that is absolutely correct that's and i'm i'm i feel badly for him it, but it, it's a better place <laughs> oh poor brett play pray for brett. i mean pray to agnosta god for there's, brett there, there's now more black representation in the sf bernie crafts than there is correct. in the city as whole that's correct speaking. The percentage of black people on the e-board of Bernie Kratz is higher than that of the entire city of San Francisco. 
You know the whole club, I'd say. Ah, that's right. No, you're exactly. You're. Are we the only black people in Burning Cross? First off, Bren, uh, there's Gloria. Gloria. Yeah. Is that uh, it? Is Bivet a member? Uh, I don't know. Bivet. Oh yeah, Bivet. Kayla. Kayla. Yeah, I know Kayla's in DSA. Hope is in DSA too, but I don't think they're Burning Cross. I should notice. I think I was- Kayla's a Burning Cross. I think. Yeah, that's right. She is, and she's a member in good standing. Kayla, if you're listening, I'm, <laughs> we love you. These numbers I should know. we're supposed to know. I should know. I should know this. I was the membership coordinator oh, for a year. Oh, hilarious. Um, Brett, who doesn't have time for my bullshit, uh, how are you doing? What's I'm doing up? great. And I, I've, I've heard, I talked to Claire and she said this could go for hours. So I've one it's, it's, double it's, it's, O. I'm going to do my best to try and not. So I do have time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How did you correct us during the last meeting? You reminded us that Bernie... He took a lot of money from the military industrial complex. That's correct. Which Uh, I didn't know. I mean, not to be deft or anything, but I didn't know. My statement turned out to be... Well, my statement was made... The last time I made that statement was during the primary Mm -hmm. when he had been the leading, the number one recipient um, after after he dropped out. Uh, And obviously uh. they poured money into uh, both Biden and Trump's campaigns. Sure, sure, sure. He was for a a second, you know? And that's the thing. I mean, none of them are perfect, are they? Especially if you're going to get to that level in this country, not forgetting what this country is, is a country that's built on a foundation of genocide, slavery, imperialism, enduring white supremacy and capitalism. Run it down. So you're going to have to uh, play by those, you know, play by those rules if you want to make it. That's right. No, you're exactly right. And we, we don't do ourselves any, to your points, plural, we don't do ourselves any favors by uh, forgetting or trying to obscure those facts, even for, you know, people who have articulated a political program that is would benefit the 99% we still have to you know be clear on like what it takes to even get to that point so points taken 100% please take us back to the beginning and I think it started in Texas yeah um actually I had two white parents um but no 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 I know that but you you had two white parents that raised yeah that's true um I was born in 1974 which means i was conceived in about 1973 okay um when abortion had just become legal uh-huh. and i am pro-choice sure and i am an atheist yes. but thank god my mom didn't have an abortion because i wouldn't be here right now <laughs> sure, sure. um so my mom was um she was a my biological mother was a she was about 19 years old at the time uh-huh. she was mexican uh-huh. mexican-american uh-huh. uh first generation american her parents were from her parents had come from Mexico and she was the one of nine children. I know this because there's papers that come along when when you get adopted out, they give you some paperwork Uh and my parents hit it. My adopted parents hit it for me until I was an adult. Wow. But I, you know, I have those papers now. And so it said that she was one of nine children and she was the first one who had the opportunity to go to college. Wow. And in 1974, you couldn't be a 19 year old Mexican woman with a baby trying to go to college at the same time. No, no. So um, she made the right choice. I don't know who my, my biological father is. It's just huh. uh, the name is, is not clear on the, on the paperwork. Uh. It's a question mark. And I'm, I'm, he clearly was black because, clearly. I, I mean, there are black Mexicans, but <laughs> there's very, very few of them. And they, <laughs> they, no, so I mean, uh, and it's, it does say Afro-American. And the funny thing is on those papers, too, it said, because um, they're trying to sell you, you know, kind of like trying to find a home for you. Yeah, yeah. And so it says um, there's a nurse on there discussing whether or not the child has any negroid negroid features. Wow. Yeah, it says that the exact on language paper. on. Oh yeah, I got that on paper. Ha. And it says we could determine none except for the shape of his nose. 
And they were um, they were calling me my mom's my my biological mother's um, maiden name was Hernandez. Uh-huh. Her name I don't know if it's still, but her name is Hernandez. So they were calling me. It says baby boy Hernandez on my papers. Huh. But it was right that time. It was like the spring of '74 is when Hank Aaron uh-huh. um, tied and broke Babe Ruth's um, home run record, uh-huh. right? And so they were calling me Hank. So I was just thinking, like, I was recently having a conversation with my partner. I was like, man, should I change my name to Hank Hernandez? It just sounds so much cooler. Than, it kind of does. so much cooler than Brett, <laughs> Brett Wilkins. But you know how, like, you're not supposed to have a black name when you apply for a job or something like correct. that? Well, having Brett Wilkins probably helped me out over the years. That's correct. More than Hank Hernandez was. <laughs> so I don't know. But, well, I mean, things are changing now. You might have so got some that's, new looks that's true. as a Hernandez. That's true. <laughs> as a Hernandez. So, so, they ado- so my, my parents... um. Adopted parents, they adopted me. I was three three months old. I, you know, I always say, people say you're you're a native of where you're born, only where you're born. Mm-hmm. Well, there's only one place I'd ever be able to run for office and say I was a native of there, and which he will never do. Texas, which I will never do either. And so, you know, so I was adopted by um, my mom was Jewish, mm-hmm. and my dad was uh, just oh, he's a white dude. Yeah, yeah. And um, they, you know, he was. He uh, he was cool. He's a he's a sweetheart, but he became you know recently became a hardcore Trumpist. I'm sure you know huh. we might have to talk about that a little later. Sure, but, sure. But anyway, so they adopted you know they adopted me and like I think as you know a, as a as an infant. Yeah, I was okay. three months old, okay. and I think that you know I give like a lot of um, I give a I give a lot of props to some to to a white couple in in um, South Jersey who adopt a black baby in sure. in, the, in the 1970s because it was it wasn't a joke then. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm telling you like. One of my earliest, earliest memories, mm. I was five years old. It was the summer of 79, you mm. know. That's like five is when you can start remembering some shit. Yeah, yeah. No, you, what yeah, are you talking about? Of so course yeah, you can yeah, curse. I, I listen to you. I listen yeah. to you. I, <laughs> I, like, I, I, I um, So it was, a, I remember in, it was in 1979 and uh, David Duke mm-hmm. and the Ku Klux Klan, the local Ku Klux Klan, this is Ocean County, New Jersey. Hi. The long history of Klan activity. Sure. David Duke and the Ku Klux Klan marched right down my the street in my sub subdivision Seriously? in 79 1979 wow. he declared his presidential candidacy like three or four doors down from my pl- from my wow. place and so i remember my mom was like i remember the dukes of hazard was out that time it was uh-huh. my favorite show huh. and i remember seeing the confederate flag because it was on the side of the general lee you yeah, know the yeah, car that and so i wasn't scared and i thought they were like ghosts mm-hmm. my mom was like those ain't no ghosts Oh, oh, you thought when you saw them in their yeah, in their yeah, shit ass yeah. little get up you and thought I, they were ghosts it's a shit ass oh. little get up and i thought that um well, I was five years old. My mom didn't let me see much. She like kept me down. Sure. She like I remember her pushing me down because mm-hmm. um, she's car? Jewish too. So she's no, we were in, from our house. We were oh, watching okay. from the upstairs, and so she pushed me down. And, and I remember because she's Jewish, she's scared too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so so one of, so that's my earliest my earliest memory is watching the clan. One of my walk earliest memories, street, yeah, in and Jersey. Yeah, that's definitely my earliest like political sure, memory. Sure, sure, sure. Um, and so that you know. So for them to do that, I really give I give a lot of props for them sure. to adopt a black child at that time. Unfortunately, unfortunately, my mom was very abusive uh, physically and, and emotionally, Mm-mm-mm. very abusive because you know the old excuse is that that's the way my parents were to me. Sure, and sure. that may be so. Sure, but you know at some point you have to try to break the cycle, sure, right? Sure, sure, sure. So my dad left in '79. Oh. Shortly, probably I don't even see. I don't even remember if he was around when that happened, but I think he was because he remembers it too. The huh. clan, the clan thing. Uh-huh. But anyway, um. So they divorced in 79 uh-huh. and uh, I lived with her. And so um, it was kind of, it was really hard. It was uh-huh. really difficult. Uh-huh. Um, you know, we didn't have much money at all. Sure. She was, um, she wasn't working that much. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was like getting the free, like free lunch lunch at school and people would make fun and kick your ass for that. Sure. Kick your ass for being black every day. I mean, I, I heard every single 
every slur that you can imagine sure, sure. very creative you know yeah. <laughs> these dumbass dumbass kids were really creative when it came to that at least sure sure did you ever talk to your parents about why they chose to adopt and like what drove I, I never you know that's a really good question um i never i never did um my my mom passed when i was 18 but my mm. dad um I, I never really asked him that and now it's like now that he's all trump mm-hmm. i mean we, he still tries to he's still nice to me and everything right but i can't be i can't he if he doesn't see what he's doing mm-hmm. by by signing on to that whole agenda mm-hmm. you know i remember i went home for like i went home for uh christmas actually i wasn't cr- home i went to arizona where a lot of my family lives now mm-hmm. i went to arizona for christmas this must have been like oh it must have been like 18 2018 or so mm-hmm. And I remember like how asking him, like, how could you vote for someone who says that Mexicans are, are rapists? Uh-huh. And he goes, well, that's what they are. And you're Whoa. and I'm like, well, I'm a Mexican. I'm Mexican. He's like, no, you're not. You know, I'm Why like, do you think he's he like, you're no, not you're Mexican. Not. You don't relate as a Mexican. Uh-huh. You're like, it doesn't matter whether, you know, like, I, I, of course, I relate more as like, I, I am what I am. I'm a right. black Mexican. I really. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, it's true that if I went to Mexico and just went around trying to tell people, hey, I'm one of y'all. Right. They'd probably like think I was crazy. Yeah, right. Was like, you're but that's not the point. You know, mm-hmm. and, and this all these all this obviously obvious bullshit like mm-hmm. the last time i went on facebook i looked and he had this meme about operation death blossom and that's what the fuck? operation death blossom is that the um trump knew that the democrats were going to steal the election uh-huh. so they put watermarks on, hundred, on millions of ballots uh-huh. that only there were secret watermarks that can only be seen under a certain light or some shit like that uh-huh. and then after those they they revealed the ballots showing that uh, the election was stolen by the democrats uh-huh. you know j- just shit like that nice. and, and so anyway i didn't mean to get too much into that right now but um <laughs> But so no, to, I haven't asked why they did it. I know my mom, my mom, like there's some backstory that I'm not completely aware of either. Cause you know, and she's gone. I can't ask her, but I know she had like a thing for black dudes at some point. I know that she yep. worked. Mm-hmm. I know that she worked like undercover with the Newark Metropolitan Vice Squad in New Jersey, um, like busting, like doing drug busts yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and things like that. Is she a honeypot? I, I, you know, I never, I'd have to, my aunts have recently started to tell me a little bit about some of it, but, and so, um, that's the one thing though, she was like, drugs are bad. I didn't touch anything until I was well into my twenties. Oh, okay. I just, but then Mm. the thing is it turned out she was actually a drug addict herself, Oh. but it was, it was, uh, you mean like when I was a kid, it was like, it was opioids Oh. and I didn't know that. I just know, no, no, opioids, like prescription from doctors. Oh, 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 okay. Like like the predecessors to like Oxycontin? Might've been even that. I don't know how long that's been around, but I do remember she was in chronic pain and we spent all the time going around to doctor's offices. Getting. And now I realize in retrospect as an adult, Uh, shit, she was chasing the meds, you know? Wow. And it ended up doing her in eventually, but it was something else kind of related. It Uh was a tainted batch of um l tryptophan what is that l tryptophan is a you know tryptophan is that in turkey it tryptophan occurs naturally in turkey but um at the time like bodybuilders were using it and like people different kind of people were using it for i forget exactly why she was trying to use it but it and she got a bad batch from a japanese company and it it killed her it was like a slow wasting disease that took like oh it God. took years for her to die too and wow. it was like even she was my worst enemy sure, sure, but sure. nobody wants to see their worst enemy go out like that sure Oof. but um why do you think she why do you what do you think uh this is a difficult question but what tell me if you understand what i'm saying what do you think was the the cause of her use 
Do, like, does she have a very difficult... I think she probably had some legitimate... She might have had a legitimate problem once, and then... I, I don't know. I mean, I've never been addicted to, to painkillers, sure, you know? Sure. But I, I hear they're very powerful, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, But I'm saying, you don't think it was something... You don't think it was something psychically that she was trying to get away from? Or you think it... Who, who knows? I mean, I don't know why anybody... You know, some people... I don't know. I never really got into the psychology of that. Sure. But it was real. And now I realized what it was. Uh-huh. I mean, there was like 15 bottles of pills. Every, uh, always pills, pills, pills. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And so I'm, I'm sure that also affected the way that she treated me, my sister sure, and I, you know, sure. because, you know, I have a little sister. Um, Is she adopted as well? No, because you know how it goes sometimes, right? It's like you adopt a kid. Mm-hmm. And they were told they couldn't have kids. Uh-huh. You adopt a kid and then something happens. Yeah. It happens all the time. Yeah, you yeah, adopt yeah. a kid and then you, you give birth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so my, I was adopted in 74. My sister was born in November of 75. Huh. And so, um, so that, yeah. That, it was just, she was kind of a miracle baby. Uh, that's were, what you want to call it. I don't okay. necessarily believe in miracles. Sure, but, sure, um, sure, sure. But it wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah, it definitely wasn't supposed to happen. Or, I mean, obviously, I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, so I have a little sister. but uh, And she treated her, you know, she treated her bad, too. She sees it differently. In, in a, she sees it differently. She didn't get it quite as bad. Huh. I have no evidence to suggest that the reason why she treated me worse was because I was adopted. And my sure, si- sure. No, I have no evidence. I can't say it was that. Sure. Um, also, the oldest. Uh, you have any siblings? Yeah. Are you the oldest? I'm the oldest of my mom's kids, yeah. So you know, shit rolls downhill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> so it could have been some of that too, right? Mm-hmm. But um, what did your mom do for work, or what did your parents do for work? When you my were dad up? was um, my dad, my dad when he was like 21 years old, mm-hmm. he had a motorcycle accident oh, yeah. and he lost his arm. Ooh. Yeah, he he crashed head on into a, a station wagon, uh-huh. and his arm went through the windshield, ah! and it ripped it off. And he spent Ooh. like he spent like months in the hospital. He was in the hospital. It was like yeah, it's twenty one, I guess twenty two maybe. Mm-hmm. But um, after that, you know, he married my mom like shortly after that. I don't know exactly why. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know if it was all like I don't know, but mm. they married and my but he, anyway he was um. He actually, with his one arm, he could do more than I could do with my two. What do you mean? He builds shit. I can't build. I can't. I put together Ikea. That's about the limit. <laughs> and I've been to like Burning Man like eight times and I helped build a camp, but I still pretty. He, he, he could build anything mm-hmm. with one hand. And he, so anyway, but he, he um, got a, he got this uh, degree, like a correspondence degree, I think it was in, in draft, drafting, architectural oh, drafting. Okay, okay. So he, um, he was a draftsman for like, you know for 30 some years wow. so and when we when he left my mom um i remember she worked in like as a receptionist in a concrete factory huh. i remember how much money she made too i remember that clearly she made 105 dollars a week huh. yeah. why do you remember that i just remember that oh, okay I just she remember, told you or you i just saw remember the she made 105 dollars a week is oh. how much she made uh-huh. and this is in like 1980 1981 that was good money then though. no it was not no no that's stupid math that's like five $5,000 a year Oh, is it? I'm not good at <laughs> it. It was not good not. money. But, oh, you know, okay. she always cooked good. You know, as, as, as bad as she was, she always cooked. <laughs> she goes, do the math. She, no, yeah. she knows very bad about it. It was bad. Math. I'm terrible. I'm terrible, <laughs> too. Oh, no, really no. bad at that. Sure, but, um, sure, sure. Anyway, so she, she um, you know, even though she um, was really very abusive emotionally mm-hmm. and physically, mm-hmm. always was. we always had good food to eat. Sure. You know, um, but Did, uh-huh. we never had the new, never had the new, like, Converse. It, hell no. Yeah. It was uh, the the Dyna kids from from uh, from Kmart and uh, sure. the McGregor's or whatever. I don't know. You're a little younger than I am. That's right. You know, it was, I don't know. There's every generation's got that. But um, no. And so um, she worked uh, as a 
and she worked at a concrete at a concrete factory as a as a receptionist. Mm. And um, I don't think she worked after that when she started getting involved, when she started going to doctors all the time. Mm -hmm. She just, I don't think she worked at all. Was she on like, um, what do you call it, disability? I don't know if she got any money from the government, but I think she got a little child support from my dad. Uh That helped Um, And you know, this is during the, I remember this is during the 80s, during the the Ronald Reagan and the Mm -hmm. welfare queens. And so it was like, she was definitely, and that's the thing, I grew up very conservative. Hmm. Um, She wasn't necessarily like, you know, she was like socially kind of liberal. But I don't know how I'd, I'd pin it, but I definitely grew up very conservative. I, I you know, I because I, of because of how what you were inculcated with in the home from your parents or just socially. Everyone not anything you? from my parents. I was very I was like way ahead of normal when it came to like intelligence at that age. Mm-hmm. I remember like I was watching the news and like I knew what was going on in the world, but I was, you know, I was being fed a narrative. Sure, sure, sure. I grew up during the 1980s when Ronald Reagan brought pride back to America by invading Grenada. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, you know, and this is, uh, and, and there was, you could still feel this, like, this this national, like, uh, they called it a malaise, even though he never, you just felt this this hangover from the, from the Vietnam era. Uh-huh. And, you know, and the economy was good in the 80s. Like, my mom remarried this dude, and he was like, when I was like 10, 11, no, I was eight, actually, when they got remarried. Mm-hmm. This dude was working for, like, he was working for this before they broke up. Uh, it was right after they broke up AT and T. He was working for New yeah, Jersey yeah. Bell. Bell. He was a, a union lineman, huh. and I remember how much he made too. He made fifty, fifty, fifty-five thousand dollars a year, which oh, was a decent amount of yeah, money yeah, in, in the mid '80s. So we had a few hard years, but when she married him, mm-hmm. you know, it was like a new car. Like we had a new like Buick or a Lincoln or a Cadillac mm-hmm. every other year in the driveway, and we went on the first. The first time I went on a vacation that I remember going anywhere, I was like nine years old. Mm-hmm. We went to uh, we went to Florida. We went to Disney World. Oh. And so, like, you think, you know, we had cable. We got cable TV. Because nice. before that, we didn't know how to cable. You had to, like... The bunny ears. Rub, yeah. Mm. And so... But I still wasn't getting the Nikes or nothing like sure, that. Sure, that, sure, that, sure, that, sure, that, sure. I just didn't want to buy me that shit. <laughs> <laughs> right. so, so, were things... How would you describe things from... Like, when, you're, when your adoptive parents were together to when they got divorced to when your, your mother remarried? Was it, like, things were cool and stable middle class if you will quote unquote yeah. then like things were kind of tight when your mom was single um and started you know kind of uh, got further into the throes of uh addiction and then things got back to stable when she remarried or like it sounds so weird that- to hear that word addiction because like you know i never really talked to anybody like in this kind of th- uh you know like 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 that about it, but that's what it was. You're hmm. right. Um, no, I mean, what word would you use? The, word I didn't. I didn't. You know, you I never thought about it. Even even, I never even even until you know quite recently, I never thought of it like that. Mm. Um, which is weird because you know, child, the child's mind, right? Mm-hmm. But so I would say, like at first, when my adoptive parent, at first, I mean, they were just starting out. They sure. were young, and it, that's another weird thing. When you start thinking back, you're thinking on people that you looked up to, but now you're way older than they were yeah, at that yeah. time. You know, how old were they when they adopted you? Uh, so 47 to 74, 27. Oh wow, okay. Yeah, they were 27, and you know, they had just moved. They come from Northern Jersey, New York metropolitan area. My mom. I think she's originally from Queens, mm-hmm. and um, so they came. Um, they came down to South Jersey because you could buy. You know that house cost thirty grand that they bought. Mm-hmm. You could buy a cheap house, and it was a nice. I went back there recently. It's not nice anymore. Mm-hmm. It was. It was lower, lower middle class. Mm-hmm. But you know, back in the day, back in the day, like as long as you know, you could have one. You have your dad working. Mm-hmm. He could have a lower middle class job, and you you'd have a tree full of. You know, there'd be a decent tree full of presents every sure, year at Christmas. Sure, sure. I feel sorry for because you know I think as America declines economically and this decline. 
I think they usually trace it. Like, you mean, you've seen the charts. They usually trace 1979 as a year they actually yeah. like to use a lot. Yeah. That's when the, you know, that's when Margaret Thatcher came along mm-hmm. and then they came up with this trickle down shit. And yeah. then Reagan took it, took it and ran with it. So th- in the 70s, in the 80s, you know, and then when it was hard when they got, when they got divorced because it was just my mom. Uh-huh. And um, Has she, was she not working when she was she was working in the cement factory? But I'm saying was she not working when she was with you? Oh dad? no 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 no! Okay. It your wasn't, dad was the it wasn't runner. normal for women to work back then. Not mm. yet, not yet. Not white women. Not but. yeah yeah. That's true. Mm. That's absolutely right. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So it, she was not working when she was married to your dad. But when they divorced, that's when she started working at the construction company. Yeah. And then she stopped working when she got remarried again. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. It was soap operas. And <laughs> sure. Sure. No, she no. She. I mean, she cooked dynasty. and cleaned the house and all. That, I'm. I'm so sorry. She cooked and cleaned. She, she was in very, the home. She was very fastidious about that. Sure. 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 And so, and that's one thing that like wasn't recognized as you know if you put a, you put a value on that, there's it's invaluable. Sure. Right? That sure, kind of sure, work. Sure. 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 But I can't believe I just defended my mom. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course you defended your mom. But um. Come on. Huh. Did you under did you understand your how did you oh boy, This is a, this is a difficult question because we live in um we live in a we live in a weird fun house of nonsense right now yeah. but in terms of especially when it comes to quote identity mm-hmm. but what did you <laughs> you know well, you know we about to get into it. what how did you understand yourself growing up like you clearly I I I you I presume clearly looked very different from your little sister, from both of your parents <laughs> and your stepfather and maybe the many of the children around you. So like, was it just like, I'm a dark white person oh or I'm a, or I'm just a little, I'm, you know, the stork brought me to my mom and dad and I just happened to look there. You know what I mean? Like no, they how- couldn't lie. You could, obviously you couldn't lie about, you know, like a, a lot of parents that ado- lie about adopting that couldn't happen. Sure, that sure. couldn't happen. So, but any, when, you know, and just especially, remember I told you about the time we went to Disney, like the stairs going to the South for the first time. Uh. Not just there, like the South South Jersey was just constant stairs and name calling, huh. getting my ass kicked every day, coming home crying Were every day. Were you the day. only black kid in your school? I was not about to get to that. Okay. Um, I was not. Um, coming home crying every day because uh. so-and-so beat me, beat my ass or did call me this name. And my mom would always say, you're not black, you're brown. Huh. What did what do you think she wanted a, you to understand? It's, a, it's, it's, a be, it's better. Oh, okay, okay. You're oh, it's oh, it's not as bad as they're saying. Yeah. you are brown, not brown. Oh, yeah. How did how did you how did you understand that at the time? I told people I was brown. I told the kids I'm not black. I'm brown. Why you and okay. and and here's the thing. Uh-huh. There were other black kids. There was like um and there was there was there was one there was one area where they lived mm-hmm. um and um. There was one that lived in my neighborhood. His name was Achilles. I'll never forget. It's like I was really young. His name was Achilles. And we hung out. We were cool. But I, my mom was so strict, I wasn't allowed out of my own damn driveway. I couldn't go anywhere. Oh. I couldn't go anywhere. I had to, you know, my time, like I had to spend my time like either studying, uh-huh. cleaning, studying or cleaning pretty yeah. much, uh-huh. you know. Like so you I'm couldn't a, play with other kids. I wasn't allowed really to. I wasn't. I wasn't allowed to go out. I didn't really have any friends. Plus, I was like a. I was like. I was just all kind of confused, you know. Sure, sure, sure. I was. Sure. I was a nerd. I was like. I was. I was. I was so physically under like the bar that I had to go to the special class um, for the special physical education class. Because you were like frail. Um, it wasn't. Skinny? I was complete. I was really uncoordinated. Oh, okay. I was horribly uncoordinated. So for the first like few years of school, uh-huh. I had to go to that class, and then. I mean, this is gonna sound like it's gonna sound like some Forrest Gump shit, but it's exactly what happened. <laughs> Shut up. Just getting my ass beat all the time. Sure, sure. I sure. was like, I got fast. 
Oh, then, to run away. Then they couldn't catch me no That's more. I <laughs> and I taunt, I would taunt, I would taunt kids. Yeah, and, yeah. and unless they had like a, they, they would develop plans to try to catch me. Uh-huh. They get like few of them together and uh-huh. like, but um, then ended up, I ended up a state champ on a state championship track team by the time I was in high school. But and, and in retrospect, you look at that time period; it's not that long from like the early '80s to the early '90s, right? Yeah. But at that time, it felt like forever. They put me on the basketball team because I was the tallest. I was like, there was only four of black kids in the whole school, and I was probably like one of the tall. I was definitely the tallest. Uh-huh. So they put me on the basketball team. They made me the center. I think I scored like maybe one basket in the four years that they had me on that damn team. I'll show you a picture. You laugh your ass off too. Yeah. It was, and I, you know, so the, as far as identity, no, nah, man. I remember, I remember we would go, we, if we would drive through a black neighborhood, it was mm-hmm. roll up the windows, lock the doors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember my mom, uh, you know, she didn't think of herself. They, they didn't think of themselves as racist, but my mom would make comments about, because we had babysitters from different places. Yeah, yeah. I had a Jamaican babysitter. Yeah, of course. And my mom would talk shit about her say, saying that, uh, and we had, we rented our house out, I think, after we moved into the, her second husband. Mm-hmm. Uh, we rented the, the old house out, and there, there were some Puerto Rican people that were renting the house, and she would just talk shit about them, too, mm-hmm. saying that they were dirty and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And so, if anything, you know, I did not, the first time I had a close black friend, the first time I had a close black friend was in uh, college. Hmm. Was in college, was hmm. in college and after college, you know, mm-hmm. now most of my closest, you know, yeah, almost all of my friends. I didn't have that many friends growing up, period, though. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Nobody really wanted to hang out. Nobody. I was weird. I was a nerd. I was uh-huh. like, I would do weird shit, too, to like, I would like put things in my mouth. Like I would eat staples and uh-huh. like paper clips and like, I would Ow. just. I was I was just weird. I, was, I remember you saying like I was leaned a, into it. I was like, yeah, I was like I was an alien from space for some time. I mean, and but then, that's probably and, how you felt. And then I said I said I was a communist for some time just because huh. I remember I wasn't. I was like a Reaganite, but sure, I was sure, just sure, to sure. piss everybody off. Yeah, and it's yeah. funny how that ended up. That's but, um, correct. I remember them saying like I remember like in the Pledge of Allegiance. I was like, and this is I was wow, I was right on actually. I was like, if it's it's freedom for all and all, why do I have to stand up? And if we're so free, why do I have to stand up and, that's right. and do all this shit? But yeah. um. I was on to something then. Yeah, that's right. But no, so nobody really wanted to be my, you know, when I was, I had one friend, this girl, Jennifer, she lived down the street Mm -hmm. and I'd walk her to school. We'd walk each other to school every day. But other than that, I cannot remember like when I was real young and then we moved and I was like eight to another school Mm -hmm. and, um, that was middle school, middle school years, I guess. Mm -hmm. And again, like people laugh, they liked, they liked me because I was funny and Mm -hmm. shit like that. But like when, and when in, when my mom got sick and I moved to my dad up North Jersey, mm-hmm. like the racism shit mostly stopped because it's a more diverse. Ah. I mean, there's still a lot of there's still sure, racism. Sure, sure, sure. But I moved from like a white redneck town yeah, yeah. to like a town where there were like Jewish people, Italians, yeah, yeah. a few black people. Then again, not a lot. Yeah, yeah. Not a lot. The most black people I saw in high school was when we were running against Newark Central or one of the one of the the schools in the toward in the in the Newark or Elizabeth in the in the bigger cities. Mm-hmm. And then we live in this culture where you know. If the things you like are, and it was so nice to, to finally grow up, and it's still not perfect, but I remember when Michael Jackson died. I remember black men like roll, roll, roll listening, right, driving down the street, like blasting his music. Yeah, yeah. And then you roll up to another black, and you look at each other like, "Is this okay? Yeah. yeah. Is it okay to like this? Huh. Because when I was growing up, it wasn't black. You couldn't like Michael Jackson if you were black. You really? couldn't like no, because that's you it know. Was pop. Yeah, you had to like, like you had to listen to the the, the one. You know, that's one thing I hated. No, that wasn't out yet though, but yeah. um. Not yet, but it was coming. It was mm-hmm. right coming down the pike. But um, that's the thing. Like, you know, I like all different kind of music, and the most ignorant shit is like most music is black music originally. Hello. Like some of the music that you you know that you don't think of is is well, just about anything that was invented in the twentieth century. Yeah, that's right. You know, hmm. so so as far as identity, you know, I wasn't like a proud black person until probably well, 
into my when I started traveling overseas and got appreciated, ah. especially by by the opposite sex. Yeah, that's right. That'll <laughs> Just do it. Be honest about it. <laughs> that's right. I was like, oh, <laughs> all right. Like, black so I spent so as much bad. I spent as much time as I could overseas for a while, but that's another story. Sure, but um, sure, sure. so yeah, no, I didn't have that unfortunately, and you know, it's not that they meant. You know, I was never exposed. I think a lot of white parents. It's also you have to remember none At the of time. none it's... of them graduated. None of them have. I'm not gonna. I don't want to disparage their intellect or anything, but they. You know, they. They. My mom. My dad. They didn't. Never went to college. They didn't. Sure. Not that that's an indicator of. Right. But they were not intellectuals. They were not curious. Intellectually curious people. Sure. Um. And so, and I don't think like. They didn't try like a lot of parents you hear like around here when they adopt they make sure that their kids understand yeah, yeah, yeah. you know they try to immerse them in and i wonder how that works out sometimes too actually mm. but um never had any you know never had any exposure i mean my mom loved black culture sure and this is the 70s so you had 70s and 80s so yeah, you yeah. had some of the best music yeah that's right i mean so i was luckily very exposed from you know, from the golden age of soul and yeah. R&B and yeah. the, the disco, disco and uh, the Wiz. We didn't watch the Wizard, Wizard of Oz. We watched the Wiz. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, so um, huh. that, you know. And I remember she, she you know, she, she gave me, like, Roots to read. And, like, I was about to ask, did y'all watch Roots when well, it came out? Well, it was out. Oh, it was okay. big. But I was only three when I came out. Oh, so she was still remember. probably getting over Elvis's death at that point. <laughs> That's probably what I actually I lied about my earliest memory. Okay. I do remember just, like, wailing through the house and, like, when I was like three or four, and I'm like, what the hell just happened? Did you get a bar mitzvah? I did not get a bar mitzvah because um, although, um, you know, like back in the day and probably even now, every every child is circumcised when they're born or shortly thereafter. Right, right, right. Um, There's like a new movement, though, against Yeah, it. that's good because okay. I, I'm against uh, the... Yeah, there, I remember there was you know, there's bigger fish to fry, but that's it's an important thing. I sure, don't sure, think sure. anybody should be mutilated. Sure. Um, but anyway, I, I wasn't mutilated by the proper religious authority. As a child. There's a, the Moyle is the one in the yeah, Jewish yeah, yeah. religion who, who does, does it, it right? Yeah. So they wanted to do a ceremonial, ceremonious, ceremonial, ceremonious. They wanted to, they wanted to take some blood out of me. They wanted to do, they had to cut For me. For your bar mitzvah or yeah, as a in order baby? to get a bar mitzvah. Oh. Because I hadn't been done when I was a baby by the right authority because I was adopted. Now, so they wanted a, to stab you in your dick they wanted again. To, you got it. They wanted to bleed me down there. And I was like, I need all this as, I can at get. 14? 13. Or thir- now, which, now there's, there's a couple different th- schools of thought on this. One of them was that they didn't want a, a black Jewish person entering, even though sure. G- blacks are some of the OG, G- o- the yeah, oldest Jews right. going back in the book, that's literally right. in the book. That's right. Uh, Hello, Egypt is they in didn't, you know, Africa. Uh-huh. They on. didn't want... Um, uh, they, I, some, my mom thinks they didn't want... My mom was furious. For, she stood up. It's like, you treated my, my son different because he's, you know... Yeah, she she was she good about the... <laughs> <laughs> Don't be treating my brown baby like that. So, but, you know, I had, I had already been... Um, I had already been an atheist for a long time since then. I was 13. I probably, you know, I'd probably... Right around the time I knew there was no Santa Claus, I figured out. And my, that. But anyway... Mm-hmm. Um, so there was that, but uh, and I did go to I did go to and I was Zionist all the way, man. I was like, huh. I didn't even know Palestine existed. I, I was wow. all pro-Israel, you know, because they, you know, they teach you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And why wouldn't they? That's yeah, 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 right. <laughs> so um, no, I was never never bar mitzvahed. Whoa, wait, whoa, wait, but because your mom was like, you're not gonna stick my kid, just treat him like everyone else, and the religious authorities yeah. were like, well, no, we're not gonna do it if we can't yeah. remutilate him. I, th- I think that was, and I think that it was, you know, these are the kind of we're talking about the kind of Jews, the modern kind of Jews that don't, they weren't, you know, we ate uh, pork and we ate shellfish, oh. and we, we, you know, we observed, um, we observed like the Passover seder, we did, mm-hmm. we did, but we we did Hanukkah, but we also did, um, 
we also did Christmas. You yeah, know, yeah, we had yeah. the Hanukkah bush and the Christmas tree. <laughs> and um, my, I have a good friend. She's a, a black Jewish girl. Not she's gonna, not a good friend, but she's a friend, a black Jewish girl over in Oakland. She's always telling me, well, you're being Ashka normative now too. Like a lot of <laughs> a lot of a lot of Jews don't do Hanukkah yeah, and all yeah, that. Yeah. But we did that white middle class, Ashka I guess. Normative. Ashka normative. Yeah, no, that's a thing. <laughs> no, it, yeah, I just never heard that term. And, uh, so you know, we did. We, she wasn't that. We weren't that serious about it, any anything religious, and, and that's cool. But um, to know I was not bar mitzvah, and I, you know, that's the last time I had any association with uh, uh, Judaism. Now, sometimes I wish I had some record of that or something. I don't even remember where the Hebrew school that I went to was. I wish because when you know now that I do a lot of anti-Zion, you know, I do a lot of pro-Palestinian human rights work, and yeah. so when they're like, well, you're just anti-Semitic, and I'm like, well, actually, I think the term you're looking for is self-hating Jew. Yeah, that's like, right. <laughs> you know, I know you have this playbook where, you know, you tar your critics as anti-Semites, and if they're Jewish, they're self-hating. Yeah, yeah. So self-hating is, is more, 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 toward, more toward, you know, based on my actual history. Yeah, yeah. But so... Did your sister get a bot mitzvah? My sister did not, no. Um, by huh. the time she would have been that age... Um, I think we were kind of done with the synagogue by that age. Your and mom was. My dead. mom was getting. Yeah, I think our. Yeah, and I think we were. That might have been around the time she got. She got sick. So. Uh uh-uh. Yeah, let's we'll see. Nineteen eighty-eight. Yeah, that would have been about the time she got sick. I see. I see. I see. I see. Huh. Interesting. Did, but and you were. But you were already checked out in terms of like you weren't. You didn't. You weren't a religious no, Jewish ne- child. Never. Never. That. Never. What you, well, you were. You, what you, you not never because you just said you were a Zionist, so that had to be. Well, some... Zionist is, is not uh, Zionism is just a belief in the homeland for the Jews in Israel. That's but that know, has to be there has to be some connection to some oh, some believe, sense of religiosity. I didn't believe it was because God promised them the land as they you know I didn't believe that shit. But uh, um, no, nah, never religious. No. What was your what was the experience like going from living with your mom to living with your dad in uh, high school? Like, yeah, was, I really wanted I, I remember I oh I wanted it so bad when I was a kid. I was like, all I want is to go live with dad. And my mom would be like, Well, if you go live with him, you're gonna be eating hot dogs and hamburgers every night and da 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 and I'm like Sorry okay, to fuck so, up. Right, so. <laughs> and so but no, I remember I did uh well he um you know, he had, we had periodic visitation. Um he remarried as well. He, mm-hmm. re- he remarried right around the time that Charles and Diana got married. That's how I remember that. That oh, but the his, royals. Yeah, oh, like uh-huh, the, he married uh-huh. like that. That was the thing that year, and like they married right around that time. Uh-huh. And uh, you know, he, she was definitely uh, my stepmom's. You know, she she's definitely way better, much better to him than my than my um, mom mom was. Mm-hmm. But um. You know, we, we have our things too, I guess, but she's she's cool. But anyway, I really wanted to move in. And so when she did get sick. Sure. And she well, was unable to take care of what herself. What happened was you. when she got sick, yeah, uh-huh. she she had to go into the hospital. But she was so intense on holding on to us, yeah. keeping control of us. Yeah. She actually let us stay home, uh-huh. me and my sister. By, and I was 14 at the time. My sister was like 12, 13. Let us stay home mm-hmm. and try to take care of ourselves. And I actually had a job. Hmm. I was working at the newspaper. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, it was my first job at the Asbury Park Press. Mm-hmm. And so after school, I would go to my job. I actually took, stole her car. Mm. I was 14. Mm. Taught myself how to drive in our long driveway. Mm. Took her car, drive it, home, drive it to work at 14 years wow. old, back every day to try to hold on to it, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I crashed the car into Yikes. the McDonald's. It just bent the axle because I didn't know how to turn. I was 14. Oh. Not a turn, right? Uh-huh. So I thought a McDonald's drive through and I turned too quick and I bent the axle. Yikes. And I'm like, I'm going to, I'm dead. She never found out. She found out toward the end, but she was paralyzed. Quadriplegic, but then she couldn't beat my ass. Mm-hmm. But um, sounds terrible, but it's true. Yikes. So I, after I crashed the car, we were in trouble because I had no way to get to work. Ah. 
Um, I couldn't do school. Because you, so, you were supporting you and your sister? I, I, was, it was, I wouldn't go so far as to say support. Like, I would call my aunts, and, like, they were wondering what the hell's going on. Like, yeah, yeah. what? To ask for, like, it's just, um, it sounded like a huge amount of money to me uh-huh. now, then, but, like, 50 bucks. Yeah, sure. Or 75 bucks to pay them. When the, the thing, it, it lasted until the bill started coming. Uh, when, the, when the light bill came uh-huh. and the water, you know, when the bill started coming. So, uh-huh. this is, like, we, we were alone for probably about a month. Okay. But when the bill started coming and there was no way to pay them. Uh-huh. You know, my dad came and he didn't know. I don't think he knew how bad it was. I think she kind of hit it because if he would have known, he would have come down sooner, obviously. I see, I see, I see. But anyway, he, he came and got us. It was around. I remember it was when the first ever, first ever Simpsons episode came out. It huh. was that because I remember every, the new high school I went to, everybody's like, did you see the Simpsons? Simpsons? I'm like, what OJ? What OJ? What? You know, uh-huh. it was before OJ was bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know, so anyway, I remember it was it was a Christmas. It was a Christmas of 1989. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. We moved in with him. Mm-hmm. And it was a, for me, it was an immense improvement in life. OK, it was a relief. Immense improvement. Like okay. I knew that if I did what I was supposed to do, uh-huh. I, you know, because together the drugs are fucking with her head. Sure, sure, sure. So sure. like she irrational. Like she used to threaten to send me to military school, mm-hmm. and I'm like, please do. <laughs> At least there you know the rules. That's right. You that's know right. here are the rules. Do There's the, a and, schedule. And I was always I was a good kid. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was a good kid that everybody knew about. Sure, sure, sure. I, I, I did things on the side that like, but I was a good kid because good I figured. Like well, I was a, I was a bit of a klepto. I was a bit. I was a bit of a klepto. We're gonna park right there. What does it mean to be quote a bit? I would. Of a I would klepto? shoplift shit. Like what? Like gum. Stuff like that. Gatorade. Baseball cards. And then oh, when okay, I got like a little whatever. bit later, it was like going to Sam Goody and like knowing how to how to take the the you know the the CD the, yeah, the yeah. CDs weren't out yet but tapes. Yeah. yeah. The you know that white little strip in that they yeah, put in the yeah, tape. Yeah. You could like put, press it down with a key and it deactivates yeah, it. Yeah. You could take the tape. You uh-huh. do that. I mean, I I think I've heard. <laughs> yeah, of it way yeah. worked. Okay. But anyway, I was a bit of a klepto, mm-hmm. but nobody knew about that. That's sure, not. Sure, I never sure. got caught. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, um, <laughs> I was a good kid. Sure. I did what I was told because sure. I figured if I do what I'm told, I'm gonna get. That's how you get by. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So I did. I mean, I think once my sister t- talked me into um, cutting class, mm-hmm. and my dad caught it. Like I don't know how he did, but like uh, he caught us, mm-hmm. and that that one time. Uh, he took away my car keys. I was 17 at the time mm-hmm. for a month. But other than that, I, I was a good kid. I, yeah. I, you know, I did. I, I got occasionally got like uh, I never been suspended from school. Occasionally got detention. I remember sure. when I was in the first grade, I bought a Playboy centerfold in the into class because I thought it, I wanted to show it to my teacher because I thought I had a crush. It is. You know, yeah, exactly. I was like, I do not know what this stuff is, right. but I know this is the most important thing in life in some, in some way. Wait, wait, you showed the Playboy to yeah, your teacher? I did. Yeah, and she sent me to the principal's office. Miss, yeah, Miss Miss Horner, 1981. She's still she was what, young. What too. did you want her to I say? I don't know. Like, oh, this is this know. is tasteful. This I don't know when you're tastefully erotic. Brett. I was Thank seven. You. I was six or seven at that time but generally you know i mean i was like i said i was a bit of a goofball but and and that translated over to my new high school like but i was i was a good runner and so i helped the teams i helped us win and that was good and i had some friends but again like no girl's gonna go to prom with me i couldn't get a date i you know no what was was your afro did you get did you have a jerry curl you you were really going for the yes i'm going for the the pain my mom came up to times when the afro was you know it was everything but by the time it was no in 1980s like no but did 90s, you have a jerry curl she made no no i'll, I'll show you some pictures oh, i'll show okay. you and, and, and by that time there's no way and i just wanted to cut it and my mom was like no you're not cutting your hair your hair is beautiful oh you know, so she you did know. affirm your your brown hair um yeah okay yeah All right. okay All right. but um I'll, I'll show you i don't want to interrupt the flow here but mm-hmm. i can show you but i had um i had a very big afro and so that's why to this day like as soon as i could cut it mm-hmm. as i was 
when I moved in with my when my, my dad, you know, I, I shaved it and I've been shaving my head ever since then. But um, now I can't. Now it's going. Yeah. So I have to. No, it is. Oh, oh it is. Is it just thin? Oh, it's going. It's going right here. It's going right here. It looks right. good now. So you're not gonna LeBron it. it today, but you're not gonna no, try uh-uh. it. But um, <laughs> so you were asking me about oh yeah, I find my hair. Um, yeah, I did have a. You just wow. How'd you know? You asked how to know about the afro, but I did, and kids made fun of me because it, it had is. gone out of style sure. right around Years the time ago. the disco did. Yeah, that's right. And so you know, and I there I was in high school with a big afro, big thick glasses, acne like you wouldn't believe. Oof. I had the big boil on my nose oh, that I had no. to get lanced by the. Ooh. Yeah, it was it was it's just everything you can imagine. Sure, sure, sure. The joy of adults. No girl, no girls, and now it's funny because like you got no, no cheeks in high school. No, nothing. Sure. Um, I remember going to my reunion and like a couple of one of the couple of my classmates. Said, oh, yeah, you look good. I'm like, yeah, well, that would have that would have been helpful. That would have been nice. That would have been nice, but ago. no, I mean, I wouldn't. You know, I didn't deserve it. So, <laughs> no, I really, I was a spaz. I mean, they they, they was, yeah. And then you know, it's good. It's thirty some years ago now, so I can see say, say that. But yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. but then again, you know, these insecurities still they stay with you for sure. the rest of your of life. Course. Like I still don't feel comfortable dancing, even though I've spent twenty years in clubs. Do you, pretty much. Do you do like an Elaine on the dance floor? I don't go. I don't go. I'm forty seven, so I'm, I think my dance four days are pretty much done now. Well, but- who said you can't dance just because you're forty seven, Brett? Oh, I can. I'm just saying. Yeah, you're right. That's ridiculous. That's some drivel fool. Yeah, that's. <laughs> He's pointing to the sign on my mantle. Yeah. Um, no, but you know, I remember getting laughed at at the sixth grade school dance. Sure. Seventh grade, I guess it was. I don't know. So you know, that shit stays with you. You sure, know, you sure, don't. Sure, you know. sure, sure, sure. And then you know, then when I was like 17, 16, I got you know, I had to work, so I had to. Uh, had to yeah but even when you moved in with your dad well i didn't no i didn't well, you wanted to. your own spending well money. If, if i let's put it this way my dad's a middle class middle class dude you mm-hmm. know i don't know and he was like he wasn't gonna help me out as far as um when i was 17 you know i wanted to get a car mm-hmm. so i i got a job you know and i was always like i would shovel snow when i was a kid sure. i was a bit of an entrepreneurial spirit when i was younger because i you know he's so I, uncomfortable saying that right now <laughs> i do right I, I shoveled snow i yeah. raked leaves i did cut all kinds grass, of you know yeah. i did everything i could do. cut grass absolutely yeah. you know um and so i saved up like two thousand dollars wow when i was 17 and i was like dad i have two thousand dollars i'm gonna buy a car he's like no you're not Huh. It's like you you got to think about insurance, you got to think about all this. So uh-uh. I ended up buying my car for six hundred dollars. Wow! And had to spend fourteen hundred on the insurance and everything else. Wow! Because you know, a seventeen year old boy in New Jersey, right. you know, you, I think the kids anyway, boys get yeah, nice. they deserve. I think now, and I'm like, I think they need to raise the driving age. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Even Jersey's late at seventeen, but that's too soon still. Yeah, that's right. Here at sixteen, I can't believe you're gonna let kids drive around. But this. kids don't want to drive anymore. That's they don't true. like learning how that to is drive. So, so true. It's not like that. It's not I cool. can't. It's good for the earth and whatnot. Yeah, but that, I can't fathom it because as soon as I was able, so I was so tied like, up with your like yeah, everything. Right. I remember since I was like this is the smallest child, just dreaming of the day when I got my own. Yeah, you know. So I bought this 1980 Pontiac Sunbird with like a hundred thousand miles. Wow. It lasted maybe three months until the head gasket blew. Yeah. Because my dad's like, "You're gonna buy an American car," and I'm like. Well, you're like, well, dad, there's this place yeah. called Japan. Yeah, well, he actually had a Japanese card too, which is, a, but anyway. <laughs> were you re- were you socially redeemed when you became like a star athlete running? No, because you know, think about it. Think about the sport I was doing. It's sure, that wasn't the coolest sport, <laughs> and you weren't like the star basketball player. No, right? man, I wasn't an A basketball player. Period. I was the worst basketball player you've ever seen. Sure. But um, no, you know, I, I won um. I won. Uh, I never won any individual um, gold medals, what, what not. But I was a member of. Um, we won the state section. We won conference and state sectional championships when I was in. Uh, you know, I was. Eight, I ran the eight hundred. I ran the four hundred to eight hundred, sixteen hundred. 
I remember being on the four by four hundred relay. We won a medal gold, and I remember we I won um, came in third in like the eight hundred. I remember I remember wanting to break two minutes so bad, and mm. I remember my last race ever before college. Um, it was I ran like a two zero zero point three. Whoa, two zero zero point three. Is and that so, good or bad? I don't know. It's good, okay. but I wanted to be under two minutes. I wanted I to be one fifty nine or lower. But anyway, it was good enough so that some colleges showed some interest in me. Mm-hmm. Um, my first choice school because I was in love with this pen pal. This is so ridiculous. I can't believe I'm telling this you. This is not ridiculous. I was in love with this pen pal in Wisconsin, and I wanted to go to the University of Wisconsin Madison, which is actually because you wanted to bang a dairy t- farmer. No, nah, man, I was gonna run cross country and whatever. But they sent me, <laughs> they sent me a letter, and the the woman who sent me the letter actually turned out. She went on to become President Clinton's like Health and Human Services Secretary, Donna Shalala. Shalala. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. You were a pen pal with Donna Shalala? No, no, no. I'm saying Donna Shalala. I was like, (laughs) wait a minute. No, Donna (laughs) Shalala. I applied to go there. I applied Uh to go to UW Madison. And Donna Shalala was the the, the Dean of Admissions at the time. Ah. And she sent me a letter that said, although you do not qualify, Uh I got like a six something on my verbal SATs, but I did real bad on the map. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Real bad. Mm -hmm. Like four something. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't reflect racially it's, biased. But yeah, it's bullshit. <laughs> You're right. It's, it's completely I don't. Ridiculous. I really don't think that applies to me. I was saying that I'm not going to take that away from others. Sure, sure, sure. But I don't think having grown up in a white family, I think that that kind of negates that for me. No. It's just I wasn't good at math. Sure, sure, sure. That's, That's period. Yeah, I was good with words, but I wasn't good at math. But anyway, they sent me a letter saying although you don't qualify to attend this school based on your because you're a member of a traditionally whatever disadvantaged minority. Yeah. If you come and take a semester of the a college experience mm-hmm. and then we'll let you uh, go on to the yeah. regular and i was like a republican at the time so i'm like i don't need your fucking affirmative action yeah i turn it down and i end up going to the a school because my mom was in the hospital this time she was near death uh-huh. but she wanted to make sure that she got me near what she thought was close to her yeah yeah. so it's florida from north to south it's all 400 miles yeah, yeah. she was down in miami because uh-huh. that's where the you know that's where there was a specialist that could take care of her yeah, condition yeah. I ended up going to Jacksonville University, which is in the oh. far north of the far. You know who else went to Jacksonville at the same exact time as I did? Who? Kimberly Ellis went to JU at the same ah. time. I don't think I knew. I don't. I remember being aware of her, but we didn't know each other then. Huh. But I was driving Uber a couple years ago, uh-huh. and she was my passenger. Whoa! And I was like, she's at JU, JU. Nice. But um, anyway, so I ended up going to Jacksonville University. They recruited me. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't have a track team, but I ran cross country there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And right after I got accepted, signed the check, you know, my mom died. Oh, wow. And um, as bad as she was to me, uh-huh. she, um, there was a lawsuit based on what had happened to her. Yeah, sure, sure. And so they, you know, she actually got, she got paid, but they thought it was going to be the money that was supposed to be to take care of her as long as she needed yeah. to live. She was, a par- she was it, it had reduced her um, to a state of quadriplegia. Wow, 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 She wow. needed to be on breathing machines and yeah, everything. Yeah. So she had gotten a, a lawsuit settlement and uh-huh. died, right? right. Wow. Right after I got into college. Wow. And so luckily, fortunately, I did not have to worry about paying, paying for, for my school. school or anything like that. Because her settlement paid for that. Yeah. And wow. so uh, but they, they gave me a scholarship anyway yeah, yeah. to go there and run. And so, um, so I went there to go run. And it was like going from being a relatively big big fish in that in the little pond of high school to run it against like georgia running against like florida running against sure. running against olympians uh-huh, uh-huh. that plus the fact that i started i you know got a social life for the first time sure. in college started not drinking heavily but you know yeah socially drinking. i ended up losing my like dropping my dropping off the team by the second year i was average at best in college i was very good in high school but average at best in college Mm -hmm. so i i dropped off i ended up dropping off the team Mm. but um 
we're gonna wait. Hold on. I want to. I want to rewind. I want to understand a couple of things. When you were growing up, either in retrospect or or think back to how you thought about it as a child. How would you describe your parents, any of them, like politically? Yeah. So you know. I, I don't, it was never any, there was never any um, emphasis on politics. Mm. I do remember, I do remember like my mom was, I don't, I don't, I don't even, I couldn't even tell you who she voted for any, mm. or if she even, they didn't, they or, didn't, or if she voted huh, huh, huh. and the same with my dad, you know, huh. it never was discussed. Um, they didn't discuss like political happenings never, locally never, or never, federally, never. nothing. No. Oh, okay. Not that I can recall. Okay. And you're. And I was you're probably sl- more into it than they were. What, what and do you they mean? Never, you, they what? never slapped down my. They they knew they must have known I was pretty far right. Sure. What never, do you, when you say you were pretty far right, what do you mean? Describe oh, that I was pretty me. far right. Poor people deserve to be poor. You just need to work harder. Huh. Where know, do you think you got that from? From growing up in the eighties and mm-hmm. reading Time and Newsweek and watching the news and mm-hmm. shit like that. It was the eighties, mm-hmm. you know. And you affirmatively held beliefs that you would now categorize as right wing. Absolutely far right wing. I was like. I was like, better to have a gun and not need one than need a gun and not have one. But my mom was very anti-guns. Huh, okay. Being, you know, I never had one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember thinking like, uh, I remember, and also you have to remember, this was like the, this was the closing decade of the Cold War. Yeah. And it, 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 it was very scary from like in the early 80s when, when Reagan became president. Yeah. He ratcheted up the heat yeah. on, on the Soviet Union. Yeah. And, and right around that time, like 80, it was a time when like movies like Red Dawn were coming yep, out. yep and Rambo yep. and the day after. And so we, we, and, and I talk about, I think every American kind of grew up, grew up in like outside of these bubbles yeah. here. They felt the same way. Like, you know, if I don't eat my vegetables tonight, the Russians are going to get me. You yeah, know? Sure, sure, sure. Like the Russians were the ever, it was an omnipresent boogeyman. And here we are again. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll right. Oh, it's, uh-huh. yeah. You Go know, ahead. you know, <laughs> and so, you know, and I, I ate that all up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't know. I mean, it just and also I really honestly, I think that it's when you're lacking in your own life. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of these people and I, I feel I feel like I understand them and people don't, you know, that's one thing on the, on the right one. Like, you'll never understand me. Mm-hmm. I was you. Mm. I was you. Mm. I had a T-shirt that said, kill them all and let Allah sort them out. Wow. You know, I remember thinking up and this is up until up well into my 20s. I remember on 9-11 thinking, I hope this was a country that did this. And not some terrorists because I, I want, you can't nuke terrorists. Wow. You know, I was 25 at that point and I was already a Democrat. I had already transitioned to a Democrat by that point. But we'll get to that. And no, yeah. I don't have an embarrassing live moment because, <laughs> because I, moved, I moved very quickly from Republican, jump past all that bullshit. But anyway. Something tells me that I can pull an embarrassing. Anyway, I mean, these are got, embarrassing got, conservative moments. So exactly. That's, yeah, I have that's an embarrassing even better. conservative moments. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I remember wearing a t-shirt, even when I was in Europe, I remember after, I remember wearing a t-shirt that said, an American flag, it said, don't fuck with us, we fuck back. Oh, and people just you were one at, of those? I was bad. Yeah, Ooh. I was bad. God. And you know, there's two kind of people. There's kind of people that like, they don't want to have anything to do with me now because of that. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. I dedicate my life's work mm-hmm. because if I can change, anybody can Hello? change. And if I could change this one person. Ha, ha, ha. And so I, you know, I, I'm here now and I'm not going to change from this. Yeah. I might become more of an anarchist. Sure. Uh, I can see that because yeah. uh, the older I get, I you feel... You don't think you'll mellow as you get older? As I most people no. do. Yeah. <laughs> because it's, it's all... You just see, the more you read and learn, the more you see how fucked up everything sure, is. And sure. I think, you know, I'm also getting to a point where I'm thinking it, centralized power mm-hmm. might be, you know, whoever wields that centralized power, no matter what their ideology, mm. that might be the problem. But I'm not quite ready to make that... 
I'm still firmly in the socialist camp. But anyway, sure. uh, yeah, so no, I was, I was far right wing. There's an article out there somewhere that someone wrote about me. It was like some of the things I believe. I was never, I never, I never like hated anybody. I never hated, I never hated people because they were like gay, mm-hmm. LGBTQ, mm-hmm. but I definitely was not, I definitely was like marriage is for a man and a woman. Yeah, blah, blah, yeah. Blah. you were very trad. And, 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 and what, trad? Trad. Like, tra- like, tra- like traditional, like, you know, I suppose, one man, I, one woman, traditional I marriage suppose, values. It, it, I was also, it was also like, but like I said, it's like, I think I was living vicariously my country is the most powerful country in the history of the human and and, and i and i would use metrics like gdp yeah. and the size of your nuclear arsenal sure, sure, you know sure. not like the disparity between you know the gini coefficient or how yeah. how many you know yeah, the, come on gini the, coefficient economic yeah. inequality sure, right? sure, sure. you know it was it was all you know and i was like yeah there's no excuse if you're living in this country mm. there's opportunity for everyone and la 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 and even even my, as you were going on to you know, a mother even that as was all this you know even huh. as all that and even you know i was like racism isn't that big of a deal even as it was happened to me every day because i just thought that was normal huh. you know i could all the names like the names i mean uh, even my first college roommate my jb he called me you know uh-huh. my name my nickname was jb jungle bunny excuse me yeah come That's again what, and i thought that was cool i thought that was cute and i embraced that you know right. yeah and this is, i was 18 Wow. I was 18 at this time, you know. Wait, and, wait, wait, and, wait. And. He called you that affectionately, and you were like, cool "Yeah, that's my name. That. I'm JB." And I never Holy called myself shit. that. I was like, but. "Sure, sure, sure, sure." And I went to a school, Jacksonville University. There weren't that many black people there. Again, yeah, yeah. Um, they were. I remember there was a there was a gay student, and he tried to form a gay uh, straight alliance or something like sure, that. Sure. And he was just ran out of campus. Wow. Yeah, it was. Um, you know, and um, I don't know. You have to. Um, I would be interesting to talk to Kim about this to see how she felt about going you're there at the time. The, but you're going to hook me up with That's right. I, I barely know her. I don't even know her, actually, really. I mean, just a matter of once or twice. Make the yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah but, um, you know, and I'm, but I did for the first time meet, you know, I did have my first black friends in college. Yeah. Um, so one of a couple, few of them to this day. Uh-huh. Um, you were still right wing when you matriculated in college. I still, yeah, I still was. Wait, matriculates when you start, right? Yes. Shut up. Yeah, it's, it's rare you meet someone with a vocabulary like yours, but, um, but that, I mean, that's not the biggest word. But, um, you know, anyway, but no, and, but one of them was a Republican at the time, too. He's not anymore. Sure. Joey, he was the older gentleman. He was like 35 in at college? the time. Yeah. Oh, but, okay. Which is normal now, but at that time, we'd make fun. And I feel so bad because we'd make fun of him because it would take him a little bit to get up in the morning because his knees were. Because he's a football <laughs> player. He used to be a football player. Oh, I see. But and now, he went back to school. I feel, yeah, I mm-hmm. feel so bad now it's like, damn, my, you know, my knees hurt. But, um, <laughs> but so, you know, in college, um, and it, college didn't change me politically. I graduated, still conservative. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm talking like now we're in the Clinton. Did you, did you come into contact with, with, people of like diverse political no. views or no. ideological views? There weren't views. any of those at Jacksonville University. Not Everybody was conservative for, at that time? Politics wasn't even taught. There was no groups on campus that I can recall that were involved in politics huh. or anything like that. Everyone was kind of like, an, like conservatively apolitical. It, was, it, was, it wasn't a religious school, but it was a very, a lot of religious people. It was Deep South, Bible Belt, Conserve, it was very conservative. But again, you don't realize that because I'm, I'm free for the, truly free for the first time in my life. I don't have sure. to, I go to bed when I want. Yeah. I could do what I want. I could eat what I want. I could, you know. And so I was more concerned. I wasn't that concerned. You know, I was always politically minded, but I remember stealing the uh, Clinton, uh, Clinton signs off of people's 
lawns during the um, 92 election. Because you were like, fuck Bush. this guy. Supported Bush. Wow. Big time. I remember when the, I remember when the 1991, this is my last year of high school. I remember when the Gulf War, Desert Storm 91. Yeah, I, yeah. I thought I was so excited because I'd never seen a war in my time. I told my dad, I said, I hope this lasts long enough for I get to go over there and kill some of those Arabs. What? And my dad's like, no, you don't. I mean, he's never been to war, but he went through Vietnam. Sure. And, you know, and I remember that was like over. I remember when they put the media blackout on that war. I was thinking, oh man, I want to see, I want to see. You because you were amped to be like a Captain I America. I didn't know what the G. hell it was. I didn't know what sure. it was. I grew up watching war movies. I thought sure, it was sure, sure. cool. Even you know, it was glamorized and valorized. Yeah, you know, and I just didn't know. I didn't have a clue. I was a smart, but I didn't have a fucking clue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I remember when I was in college, the first foreigners, the first foreign students that I met, mm-hmm. they tried to tell me some of this stuff. You know, uh-huh. my best friend to this day is from Morocco. Uh-huh. Um, one of my best friends to this day he's from Morocco and he tried to tell me why are you watching that CNN don't you know that's all lies I'm like this is the United States of America our media is free it, is, it doesn't tell lies oh this isn't, Brett you know, this isn't, yeah I remember him saying things like I remember him you know trying to he tried to school me the first one to try to school me but I would just be like you know, no, man, you're, wow. you're in America. Why'd you come to America? He's like, I just came here to you know to get my degree and right, learn, and you know, maybe make a little out. money and get the fuck out. Yeah, and you know what? He en- eventually became a U.S. citizen, huh. but now he's renouncing. Huh? Yeah, he's, he's, he's going to rena- relinquish he it. He wants to relinquish it because he is so fed up. He lives, where he is he live now? here. He is in Switzerland right now because he's an aerospace engineer. So he went where they, but anyway, so yeah, no. And then, 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 um, then the Clinton years came and that's the first time I remember it was Clint- it was the Clinton years. And I wasn't really a supporter, but then somewhere in the middle of his term, mm-hmm. I started relating more to that than to the other side. Now, only re- now realizing, not realizing yet that there's more than, you know, yep. Coke and Pepsi. Sure, sure, sure. Because sure, they sure. don't do a good job of teaching you that growing up here, no, do they? No, they do not. Was starting college difficult because you were because you were dealing with the death of your mother? No, you know what was difficult though. The week that it happened, it was May. There were things that happened that there were, that was a time. It was the LA riots were going on. Huh. I didn't realize one of my best friends here was he grew up during that and like he's we you know very very strong impact on him. Mm-hmm. But like that was going on. Um, there was lots of things. It's really interesting because when mom first got sick and I moved in with my dad, yeah, it was exactly the same time when the Berlin Wall was coming down. Huh. In '89, uh-huh. I remember looking at that kind of peripherally and saying that's that, that feels like me seeing those east germans going over the wall to freedom huh. i was like that feels like me oh because you're because that feels like me because i'm on my way liberated out, right out and going to when college. she did when she died uh-huh. it was like it was the one thing that infected me on it was the weekend the next weekend was the weekend of the conference track championships mm-hmm. and i think i had a pretty good chance to win my race and i'm not saying this but i came in third in that race and uh-huh. i remember th- i remember thinking that that was it did wait it did affect that performance sure um, it was also the time, but it was also a very exciting time because A, she was dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And B, within a matter of weeks, I was leaving. I was going to be a full independent adult, right? Sure, sure, sure. So that that's a feeling that, like, you know, I'm sure you remember when you when you go out on your own the first time. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, and I'm, knowing that I didn't have to worry mm-hmm. about, about, you know, working money. and stuff, you know, I had that privilege. That's yeah. That's the first time I knew a privilege, like a real privilege over most people because... Mm. We're going to abolish um, privilege discourse, but go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, I felt like, you know. You felt lucky I didn't and know, fortunate. I didn't know that, like, um, like I could go out and drink, for example, sure. and not have to worry about. Well, actually, while I was on the team, I didn't because I had 4 a.m. and 4 p.m. practice yeah, every day. Yeah, yeah. And our coach was the woman national women's marathon champion. <laughs> and she ran every mile with us to make sure. We, Damn. That, yeah. But anyway, but I, after I dropped the team, you know, I couldn't go out. People would wonder, how do you do that? How do you go out, drink, you know, stay mm-hmm. out, partying, and then go, you know, I got to go to work and go to, you know. But 
so um no it didn't affect uh that death her death it was it was it was uh it was a liberating it was a liberating so you didn't trip. mourn at all no i did not mourn at all oh wow it was just it not was just all. a relief actually my sister did but i did not wow it was a relief did, did that cause a rift between you and your sister uh not particularly that no okay. i mean we've never been we never we've never been particularly like super close i suppose but mm-hmm. i got nothing okay. no, i got nothing bad to say about her that's for sure, 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 I, sure, I, sure. I, I, I love my sister sure my sister's cool. of course um so so you were on the track team for two years the first two cross years country, of college, yep. cross country and then you dropped because you were over it it was lame what yeah i mean it, i wasn't performing as well as i i mean i was i was at my best mm-hmm. my times were better than ever i mean i, I don't even I, wow yeah i couldn't just imagine that i could do that with my body but um <laughs> But relative to the others. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, you know, again, we were at Jacksonville University is a Division One school, mm-hmm. but 600 students. Now, oh. I don't know why or how it became a Division One school. I know that in 1970, we were ranked number one in basketball. We lost to UCLA in the final because mm-hmm. they were on like a seven-in-a-row tear. Mm-hmm. But somehow, we're in Division One a and we're going against Georgia. We're going against Florida. Mm. We're going against Alabama. We're going FSU. against like all these powerhouse yeah. schools. Yeah. And, you know, I can't run against these Olympians. Hmm. And that's what they were. Yep. These dudes, you'd see them in the Olympics in a, in a couple of years. So, and so, no, I, so I stopped, um, yes, stopped running. I fell into a crowd. And this is what, you know, I was a nerd. I was shy. I was all this. I fell Still into in a, college you were No, but I fell into a crowd of dudes who was like, you know, I told you I got my first black friends. Mm-hmm. I, fe- I fell into a crowd of people that were the opposite of that. These dudes were mm-hmm. like, they taught me everything I needed to know. And Why are we doing scare quotes? Yeah, what did they teach you that you they, needed they, to know? You know? Like, for example, I recently found like a box of old tapes of us. Mm-hmm. And I was going to like, so I wanted to share them on Facebook. But I watched it and I was like, you know, like yeah, yeah. It's, it, it was a different time. It was yeah, But basically just, they taught me I was too nice. Uh-huh. And if you wanted to, you know, if you want to get the ladies, you right. can't be nice. You got to be a little bit of an you asshole. Be, yeah. A little bit of a misogynist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. Not the asshole, not so much, but the, the Mis- second yeah, one. Yeah, sure. But, you know, but then again. No, no, then again, but that that was then, and um, so it was a different I, so, time. So yeah, no, I started going out a lot and became a different person. Then I How? became more interested in, in like partying. I party for a long time. Sure, sure, sure. And Partied in what ways? Just going out every, going out most nights. Okay, not dancing on the dance floor, but out showing your teeth to the ladies. <laughs> showing teeth. <laughs> Yeah, you know it is like not like Jacksonville is the best place in the world for that. But we go to Orlando. Oh, okay. And really get moving. <laughs> or, or once in a while, even to Miami, which sure. huh. yeah, but I, that was scary a little bit because I, you know, I was still young and I didn't know. Right, right. But um, but you know, and this this time coincided. We're talking like late mid middle middle to later later nineties. Um, I graduated in 97. Okay. I had a political science degree. Okay. Which, you know, at the time might have been a good for something, but sure, sure. now <laughs> um, I did gradu- I graduated in 97. And how moved, how many years did you take? I took to five. Do- okay, five years. So you're I super did senior. Take a year. Yeah. Okay. And then, then I moved to Orlando. Wait, wait, wait. What did you, when you matriculated into school, Hmm. did you have an idea of what you wanted to do? Yeah, I was, I was a journalism major for, but then I decided it was like, uh, I wanted to go into something a little more ethical. So I decided I was going to go into politics. (laughs) That that was the thought at the time. I just remember thinking, no, I remember thinking, I remember thinking this was the time when you could see that print wasn't going to, you could see that there was going to be a reckoning for print. Sure. You could see it was a time when cable or uh, broadcast new network news was going more to the cable direction yeah, yeah. and this explosion of channels and whatnot. So it was kind of an uncertain time. I didn't know exactly what, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't want to do. I don't know. I didn't know what I wanted to do okay. in journalism. And I was always very into, uh, into politics. So I, I 
I got a degree in polit- political science, it says, but it was really international relations. Gotcha. Now, during this time in college, you started kicking it with the brothers. Did you a few? S- a few, not a- he goes, he goes, no, a few. Right. no, don't not get, two. There were, there were, there were four in our group, okay. counting me. Okay, four, four black men. Yeah, one of them was from. Um, it was kind of international, dude. He was a military veteran. The Joe, Joe, the older gentleman I was telling mm-hmm. you about. Another one was from, um, from, where is he from? Uh, Cabo Verde, Cape Verde. Oh, okay. So he was light skinned like me. Light, yeah, light. Like and then there was Mikey, African. who Mikey was um, still my one of my best friends. He was, uh, went to the Marines and but every, later. But Mikey, we lost touch after college. But then when I moved to L.A., when I was like 25, I went to the AT&T store to get my cell phone, and he was working there. Oh. So, we, so we reconnected, right on. which is really cool. And who was the head misogynist of the group? Oh, there was no. I don't want to. Yeah, look, I'm not going to. I'm not going <laughs> to. There was no. It was. It was. It, it was, was just the group thought at the look, time. We would do things like rate. Give ratings, and you know what? Yeah, just girls them. do things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You sure, know, sure, sure, sure. we would do things like that. But did you under did you did your understanding your your understanding or your uh, the ascriptive identity that you kind of like stepped into or or hoisted upon yourself? Did that start to change? We started kicking it with the brothers, or did it had it changed before then? Because now you're out in the world as an as an adult, and people are treating you like a black man. Like what what was that like? That's interesting. It's very interesting you mentioned that because I never forget the one of the first time I went into a club in Jacksonville, mm-hmm. and I went up to go talk to a girl. And she's like, "I'm sorry, my daddy doesn't let me talk to niggers," and I was like, "Wow." But you know, at least okay. That's why you don't. Yeah. Work. That's okay. 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 Yeah. Because uh-huh. you're still. A but you know, I'm in Jacksonville yeah, yeah. and Florida, and it's like there's a lot of that. Uh huh. But again, I, from five years old, you know, when yeah, there weren't no damn Klan rallies in Jacksonville. Sure. There sure. weren't. But it was when I was a kid. In New- so no, but like starting to identify as black, yeah, I would say it would be it would have been around that time. Uh huh. Um, but I didn't, you know. I, I was still more into like you know good people stick together. I'm gonna you know, my friends are my friends because sure. not because of what color they are or where they're from, but sure, just sure. just as a group that we associate with. Hmm. But then I started I started becoming a little more. I started becoming. I think I by like ninety seven ninety eight I was a Democrat. Uh-huh. I think I realized it was a harsh realization to come to. What to explain it? Talk me through that. It just I just realized that it was you here and by the time the two thousand uh, uh, campaign came around, just just listening to George W. Bush. Yeah. Just listening to this shit he said, and, and and I'm gonna tell you something. A lot of people don't know. Mm. I had not. I'm still. I still haven't voted yet. Oh, okay. I'm well into Ever? my 20s. I'm, no, at this point. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. In, in your 20s. So, yeah, uh-huh. okay. I was like, oh. <laughs> you get kicked out of the. <laughs> I, yeah, right like, out of oh, that's interesting. I still hadn't voted yet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I was definitely uh, the first election I was eligible to vote would have been 92. I would have voted for George Bush for sure. Sure. Don't know why I didn't. Mm-hmm. Just didn't. Yeah. Um, 96. I was in an ambiguous state where I, I probably was, you know, wouldn't know who to choose, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't have voted for, I don't think I would have voted for Bob Dole, that's for sure. Sure. And by the time 2000 rolled along, I remember very clearly, I was living in Los Angeles in West Hollywood, which is like the gayest place in the world. Yeah, of course. And well, see my, my neighbor. Castro, okay, we so. didn't, okay. As, at that time, living in San Francisco, uh, we didn't know what San Francisco was. Oh, I see. It was okay. a village somewhere else. When you live in, when you live in LA, LA is everything. Right, like, the, the center that's, of that's the universe. Center, right. Yeah. So I remember, but yes, fair enough. But I remember very clearly I cast my first vote for <laughs> Bill Clinton, uh, for, uh, for, sorry, for um, Al Gore. For Al, Al Gore. <laughs> I voted for Al Gore, who, who won the election. You want to talk about a stolen election? Yeah. But I actually won that. But um, I voted for Al Gore, and um, by that time, then 9 11 came, and, and I was, by 2003. No, 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 no. Back- 
back it on up like a U-Haul truck. We are still in 97, 98. You said there's a shift towards you being a Democrat. Explain that to me. I don't honestly remember exactly. I think just living... just living and hearing the bullshit that was coming out of their mouths. What sounded like bullshit? To especially you? the stuff about like, uh, especially uh, rights issues. Mostly, I think it was. I was not. I still was a very. I was still very proud of the United States. I was still a militarist. Uh-huh. I was still an imperialist. Uh-huh. But I was like, you can't deny rights to people just because. I you mean they, domestically? Yeah. Ma- I was like, what you types can't, of rights? Like the rights civil to rights, okay. women's rights, mm-hmm. uh, LGBTQ rights. Uh-huh. You know, because so you weren't in support of like DOMA. Hell no! By that point, oh, no, okay. no. Right. And I mean, and I was going don't out ask, every. Don't tell. You're going out every night. You're gonna meet. You're meeting people of all different. You know. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna meet all kinds of people. Sure. And I had my first gay friends. I had my first trans friends. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I don't want these people being denied rights. In nineties, in like by 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 by, it's hard to you know. Like after you had graduated. After I had college, graduated, I was in have, Orlando, uh-huh. and by the time I moved to LA. Mm-hmm. Forget about it. I, and the thing is, before I moved to LA, I'd never had anything harder in my life than a blue Long Island iced tea. Yep. And so you moved to LA and I, I started smoking weed. Uh-huh. And then, you know, I'm not saying that that's what made me. Sure, sure, sure. No, sure, sure, it sure. didn't make me. Mm-hmm. But it was it was you looking around. You were you were still very pro-American. Very, even up till even at this point, you know. I remember I found an email that I wrote right after 9-11 saying like, yes, this country is flawed, but never in the history of humanity has a country with so much power done so much good for oh humanity and this is you know i so i still had that but as far as the rights issues go yeah. i was feeling very strongly that we can't let this moron george w bush become president got you and so that would have been the first time where i took a stand and i was like you know i remember or like talking about it with my neighbors and like we went down all together registered to vote voted mm-hmm. um, in 2000 it was 2000 uh-huh. but you were still not pro- you were still not animated to vote after college, even though you were pretty mm. political, or you had you had political beliefs that you strongly held. Yeah, I, st- I just never went to, I just okay. never voted. I mean, that's not... I don't know why. No. It wasn't like I was cynical, like now, where I'm like, well, it's not going to make it. No, sure, 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 it wasn't that. I just, just, I was just probably just doing, I was probably just, you know, youth is wasted on the on the young. Yeah, it's yeah, true. yeah, that's right. That's it's right. true. What did you do when you graduated? What did you end up doing? Did you stay in Jacksonville? Or? I moved to Orlando for a little while. Doing what? drinking partying just hanging out yeah i mean i didn't have to do you got to remember like because of what happened to my mom because of the lawsuit Mm -hmm. there was a good chunk of time where i didn't i could do whatever i wanted to do nice and again youth is wasted on the young yeah yeah. if i would have started but then again my writing you know i was always i was always a writer i mean when i was like i remember me and my cousin sean in florida when I was like 10 years old, I went to go visit him that time mm-hmm. when we went to Disney and we made, we made a newspaper. Somebody had a color copier in the neighborhood nice. we wrote a newspaper like with write about, I don't know, the lizards and the, <laughs> the like whatever, you know, I've never seen a lizard. I'm from New Jersey. Sure, sure, sure. Write about like the, the animals in Florida or whatever. I don't remember what the hell the newspaper was about, mm-hmm. but I've always been a writer and I've always been a pretty good writer. And mm-hmm. I knew, I knew that like when, um, when I, when, when I had to, and I was one of those kind of people that was like. I'm going to like become a capitalist and invest in some shit. Or yeah, no. yeah. I was like, you know, I'm going to help people. I'm going to help people who need help. I'm going to help myself. I'm going to travel. Yeah. And I traveled a lot. And um, I knew, I figured that once that was over, once that stage of my was over, then I, I could be, I would be able to pick up and just start writing for someone somewhere. Huh. <laughs> but okay. that was a little bit of youthful naivete. Sure, sure, sure. I ended up driving Uber for a little while when I lived here. And if it wasn't for my, like you said, wasn't yeah. for my partner, I'd, I'd have been out of San Francisco a long time ago. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, even up to this day. Sure. Because they don't pay, you know, yeah, I yeah, love my yeah. job, but it ain't enough for a San Francisco. No, months. of course. But um, anyway... So yeah, no, I, I became, I, and my liberal phase was relatively, it was a relatively short window of my life. 
How long of a window? Do I you would think? say like consciously from like ninety eight, ninety nine until. Oh well, I went to. I started. I started going to. I started as part of my travels was. I, I wanted to learn more about. I didn't want to just. Try, I wanted to learn a lot about America's role in the world. Huh. So I went to Serbia right after we bombed the shit out of that place. Mm. And meeting people in countries that we had bombed mm-hmm. or that we had a colonial legacy mm-hmm. or imperial legacy or mm-hmm. where we had supported dictators, mm-hmm. you know, they would just look at me. I'll never forget the first time when mm. I was going gung-ho and I had no, uh, I was so right-wing. It was when I went to Germany. It was the first place I ever went. Mm. It was like 1994. And I remember walking up. I had a USA t-shirt, had like USA socks mm. on or think. And I, I remember going up to the two most beautiful German girls I could see in the bar and be like, hey. <laughs> Don't do that. I'm from, I'm from the USA. <laughs> I'm from Florida. They I can't do they look, they look, Imagine thinking that's a flex. They looked at I'm each other. Florida. They looked at each other. And they looked at each other. And they looked at me. And they go, and you're, and you're not embarrassed about that? Yeah, hello. And I was like, well, what, why, why, what? And that was the first time. That was like the first crack. Sir, I'm going to ask you to depuff your chest and have oh, it was a horrible seat. i had i had i was it was bad i mean it was it was now that i look back <laughs> from florida now, now that, yeah yeah we thought we were so cool because you know oh, Miami shit. Vice. Well, i can't do it because then it was a bad boys movie came out remember when they're from miami yes. remember oh my and god so, so but anyway wow. that's that's peak cringe places, yeah yeah you know i'm sharing that now but um <laughs> So going, you know, going to Serbia is one thing because I remember cops would stop me on the street mm. and they'd be like, where are you from? I'm like, United States. And they're like, okay, I want you to go to the ATM and get money out to pay me. And the first time I did it and I went to go give the money to the cop and he goes, put the money in your pocket. I was just messing with you. He goes, go back home and tell people Serbian people are not animals. You huh. know? Because I believed in all the hype. I didn't know. Now I know that that war was uh, basically Bill Clinton, Tony Blair yep. trying to get the, they, they even said it in their statements, the credibility of NATO was in danger. Uh-huh, there was uh-huh. no, if the, there was nothing worse There's that no the threat. Serbs were doing that the others weren't doing. Yeah, that's right. It was, it was a whole clusterfuck, that whole Balkan situation. Yeah. And, but anyway, going there, you know, that opened my mind. And what really did it, I was in Italy. It was during the. Whoa, wait! Is this like? Is this you was on some like eat, pray, Brett? Like no, you was just I like. Use those exactly. It was, it was. It was. No, I'm not gonna. If I had to give a different, I would give it some different uh, three words. Okay, but, um, what was it? <laughs> no, 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 tell the truth. We yeah. tell you. We all up in your business today. No, Go ahead. What was it? I don't know, it? but it wasn't no. It was no praying. And no, was, I'm. Yeah, I don't. There was literally, a little loving. Okay. <laughs> okay, right. You have to eat to live. But um. Oh my I can't God. believe I knew what you were talking about, too. <laughs> it's like that South Park episode, Eat, Pray, Queef or something. <laughs> but, and, I, and I remember I was in Italy and, I, and there were these flags, these rainbow flags with Pace Peace on them. Mm-hmm. And they were literally, I was in Bologna, mm-hmm. hanging from every single, you know, Business. they were hanging everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I was like, the world is against what we're doing. Mm. the whole world is against what we're doing and growing up in the United States you don't give a shit what the world thinks about you okay let me just say this Thank God social media wasn't a thing when Brett was on his Captain America bullshit trying to impress the ladies overseas. My man would have been memed so hard. I'm from Florida. (laughs) Boy, if you don't get the hell on, please. Mm -mm. 
um anyway you <laughs> come back for part two tomorrow where me and brett argue a bit as well as discuss how he divides up our political class